Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of a Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success or you're already smashing it but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Just real, raw and frank conversations. My curiosity and impatience in seeking success has encouraged me to create a Half Dozen Things podcast. I designed it to bring you simplicity and discovery back to the forefront of your lives. We are all such busy people, it's easy to overlook the simple things we could be doing to achieve wealth, success and happiness. Hello and welcome to a Half Dozen Things podcast. I'm absolutely buzzing to be joined today by Carl Goines. I've been trying to get him on the podcast for ages. Carl and I co-host the Peterborough Network and Carl's helped mentor me over the past couple of years with flagship partners too. I'm absolutely buzzing to have him on the show today and to have him share his insights with you. He's a master NLP practitioner and his insights are incredible. So please do enjoy the episode and catch you soon. I'm absolutely buzzing today to be joined by Carl. Carl's an absolute legend and he's been helping mentor me over the past couple of years and I've been trying to get him on the podcast for you guys to listen to for ages and he's just quite elusive, quite a busy guy and desperately difficult to track down. I'm really excited to hear him talk about his half dozen things today, um, which are self-development, authenticity, service, relationships, over-delivery and understated promotion. I know Carl's an absolute expert at what he does and he delivers so much value because he's done it personally for me as well. So um, yeah, absolutely buzzing to have you join me today, Carl. And, you know, tell, tell the listeners a bit about yourself, a bit about your background and what you do. Yeah. So like, like a lot of people, I'm not unlike yourself. I've started, uh, you know, like the career path in an organization, a job that I was really good at, to be fair, you know, good relationships, no real, um, kind of reason for leaving if i'm honest <laughs> and then and then like for you know I, I never considered myself to be anybody that would ever have a business i always thought i'd be the career person you know like the safe 30 years and then clock into retirement or 40 or you know 60 as the government plans these days 60 years of work that is and you know things happen on the path and that's a, that's very much what i'm about things happen and they take you in a direction you explore them a bit and you end up somewhere that you never thought was possible but ending up there was actually, you know, quite special. And then what you find out is that getting there is one thing, but the journey to get there is perhaps even more special because of the people that you meet and things that you do along the way. So like, as I say, started in a career and ended up getting into business really um, sort of by accident. But my first taste of business was with a friend at work who was showing me the early days of eBay, right? You know, when, um, <laughs> when people were like selling eBay as a business, like, 15 16 17 years ago and you know a few quid in sell some products on ebay get a few quid out you know this was like groundbreaking at the time uh, to give you an idea facebook ads weren't even a thing so started that then ended up building a business with somebody um, who was my partner at the time and basically it was a way of making sure that they had an income because you know one job was coming to an end so it was like start a business be your own boss and it was really just like my conviction to say, you know, we can do it and 
quite uh, been quite enthusiastic about you know my job at the time and that kind of translated over into the business and we built something that we never thought was possible going from that to you know actually becoming more intelligent emotionally growing up because i was still a young guy at the time exploring things and actually realizing that you know i love the thriller business so i want to do more of it and then actually realizing it's quite important to do something that means something to you as well so i ended up um, in business in the motorcycle industry because I love motorbikes and just through pure conviction of learning what I needed to learn not taking no for an answer and pushing a product that meant something to me at the time actually led to success by selling things on Amazon by selling things through e-commerce through having your own web shop um, and this was on the back of what was already a successful business but you just don't realize success in that moment. You know, at the time it wasn't enough, always wanting more, always looking for that next thing. And actually because of that insatiable desire for something new and shiny and chasing that shiny penny actually ended up cocking the whole thing up, not appreciating the value of my business partner and all the things that could possibly go wrong went wrong. And it was really about, you know, picking up from that and, and continuing and carrying on and having the, you know, the, the I don't want to say like, being brave but you know having the balls to to actually do that that took me on this wild journey of self-development different businesses and learning that actually the thing i enjoy most is whilst operating my own business yes it's really kind of helping people out so like in summary over 10 years went from accidentally building a business that turned over millions of pounds at a good profit to then starting up another business that turned over millions of pounds and was actually quite good at profit having a tragedy in the first business, having a tragedy in the second business, building the third one and it going to the point where it's making a lot of money and then starting another business, shiny penny syndrome. And basically what I'm saying is, Pete, I have become the poster boy from learning from your mistakes and actually doing everything that I can to help as many people as I can avoid the pain of those mistakes, but actually still get the upside from it. So I think, you know, waffle aside, the past 30 seconds is pretty much my destiny in life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you know what there was loads that you said there that totally resonates with me and there's two things i write down on my pad in front of me and something two of the things that resonate most with me and I, I feel like we're sort of kindred spirits on the outlook that we have on business and the the way that other people see it and how we see it slightly differently and one is that you've got this insatiable curiosity which is something that i've got to ask questions pull something apart why are we why are we accepting this why, why is that accepted? Because I don't think that's acceptable. We can do better than this. And the other one is not accepting no for an answer. And I think they're two really strong traits for performing in business, as well as the third one, which is actually being passionate about business itself for business sakes, because I feel like business, why I'm passionate about business is that it just gives so much opportunity. It's about the freedom. It's not even necessarily about how many zeros something's got involved in it. It's about the thrill of the chase about not accepting no it's about being curious learning making mistakes solving problems they're all things that i really enjoy doing and 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 ultimately it's about giving value and giving back as well which is something that you touched on too um so i think um yeah you know like i say absolutely fascinating to be able to sit down and have a conversation with you and record it for the podcast and for our listeners as well so um tell me a little bit your first area for half dozen things is around self-development you, you, you alluded to earlier that, you know, 10 years ago when you first started out, there, there was quite a journey that you've been on over that time. Are you able to just sort of explain that to me? Yeah, so like, it's, it's funny because we talk all the time, but we never talk about this stuff. 
And you're right, we do share a lot in that sense. Because, and this is the biggest and the single most valuable thing I can say to anyone. I genuinely, and I probably don't share this enough, and it's taken me this moment to actually get that I don't do that. Genuinely. And it's that if 15 years ago, you would have said to me, Carl, you will be doing this thing now, I would have like, told you to wobble your head. But more than that, if you'd have asked me, would I ever be an advocate for education, self-development, learning, helping to you know, teach others and helping them to avoid agony, I would have thought you were absolutely stone bonkers. And I wouldn't have believed it. There's just no way that I ever could have understood that. Because I know you've been there where people will, you'll say something, you know, like you've just said, you're talking about success and helping others and giving back. Could you imagine saying that down a pub on a Friday night? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just people just they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> you're broken. You need fixing. You should, we can take you back and get a refund. This is what people are like. <laughs> and even some of even some of my pals growing up or like, you know, people who knew me through the, through the career I had, they're just like, who are you? And the reality is, actually, I was me all along. And if I'd have listened to the signs, but I, was, I wasn't tuned in, if I'd have listened to the signs along the way, I probably would have been where I am a lot sooner. But I don't know if I'd have made the same mistake, so I can't, you know, I can't show any remorse for that. You know, I've, I've done what I've done and I've made the mistakes that I have, lots of them, expensive ones, like with Sick Zero and some. And I can't say that I feel bad for it. You know, people have come and gone in my life and I can't say I feel bad that it happened. I might feel bad about the way that it happened, whether it's, you know, personal relationships or business relationships or whatever. But every single one has, has given me that arrow moment, like the bow and arrow moment. You know, just before the arrow shoots forward, it's at its furthest back. And I always look at those moments as actually, oh, I'm being dragged really far back. And then you pick up something from that scenario that's made the whole thing worthwhile. So like, you mentioned about self-development. My first tiptoe into self-development was through my career, but I didn't realize it. You know, I was training other people. I was helping them to do their job. And I didn't understand that what I did in that particular circumstance was develop myself in order to do it. I know that sounds ridiculous. But actually, when it came to, to business, my first bit of self-development was actually a very expensive mistake because I went in the hunt of the gurus to find the information. Uh, guru, gurus by that, if you look up... Dictionary definition is bullshit. This, and I paid one ten thousand pounds to fix all of my problems and get my business off the ground. And some people will probably be thinking that this sounds familiar. And actually, as much of a kick in the nuts as it was, the fact that I paid that ten pounds started the spiral that made me go and seek out the best information I could from the best people I could, and do the best I could to build a business. And in the same moment, learn from all the mistakes in that exact minute, not, not like over time, but in, in the moment that the epiphany came, actually, I was shit in that relationship because I, I did bad in that business transaction because, and now it's all starting to make sense. But the, the thing that started it, the catalyst was me spending 10 grand on, what, what's the like the rating? Is it like PG or like 15, 18? Like, because I want to be authentic. <laughs> So like, parental guidance yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, on the like you can always believe it the fuck with that i paid 10 grand to right because that, that is the best again their face would be in a dictionary next to it that i paid 10 grand to made me a complete idiot that actually gave me the hunger to fix it all now i could not have told my mates at the time that i spent 10 grand on 
on learning anything unless I was going to become a pilot or, or an astronaut, you know, uh, you know, like the Thames space station, the famous British astronauts that always make it, you know, I could never have told them that. So I had to suffer in silence and deal with it in my own way and, and like make something out of it. So even though I was institutionalized into learning, even though I quite enjoyed some of it, but I didn't realize what it was doing for me, the thing that started me off was a bad investment. It was a bad investment in someone that promised the earth and delivered less than a packet of crisps. So like I caught a bad cold and I thought to myself, like I can do better than this person myself. So I ended up like kind of starting this journey of helping people to avoid the same mistake. So if I went to events or seminars, because this is where it always starts, like, you know, I'd, I, if someone was thinking about dropping that 10 grand with someone that I thought was a bit iffy, I'd say, like, are you really sure about this when you wake up in the morning? You know, how will you feel about it? That kind of thing. And it just started off with these little things that actually, over time, as I built my business for myself, learning the wholesome way, I was helping people along the way that was actually compounding that little thing that I'd learned and all the while making me more proficient to, to a point now where actually, yes, I learn stuff week in, week out, but by and large, day to day, I'm sharing stuff that I already know and I'm really bloody good at. And it makes it so simple because I'm in a place not only where I'm comfortable, not only where do I know I can wipe the floor with anybody, I can get anything within reason achieved, that actually it's a, it's a fulfilling place as well. So you can do stuff that, you know, anybody can do something, but whether they enjoy it or something else, but it took self-development to teach me that. So like, I went off to learn from the best people I could, like Tony Robbins, and spent a lot of money to learn from him, not just to be in a seminar room with him. It's a catalyst for a lot of people. It's amazing, don't get me wrong, but that wasn't how it started for me. I paid to be in a room with him, like literally as close as the, the digital you is. <laughs> and actually ask questions and pick his brains, which took me off on another um, journey where I ended up learning from Dr. Richard Bandler, the co-founder of NLP, from Paul McKenna. Um, you know, just it was just a bit of a wild ride that I never intended to go on. But all the while picking up better sources of information that it, basically I just shared with other people and became the ultimate practitioner of the stuff I was learning. Um, and that, like, I can't state how important the self-development has been. It is like ridiculously important. Practical self-development, emotional self-development. Uh, who made that mistake? Oh, it wasn't me. Oh, come on, man. It takes so much more to cover it up than it does to just say, yeah, I fluffed up. Yeah. yeah. No, I did I, I did it. Well, I've, I've written down with, based on what you were just saying about, you know, like this incessant need to be where you're going a lot sooner. Like I look at what I've done and, and where I'm at and I think I'm so much happier now before than before when I worked in a job. And I think about actually what I do now and the decisions I make now have been very much like the scenario you used with the bow. And it's almost like where the pains really happened in the past. That is what, what makes my decision-making better, I think, than potentially other people or my competitors or whatever that may be. And I'm here for a reason now because of the decisions and because of the actions and because of the things that have happened in the past and the development and the journey I've been on, which then frame and create the decisions for the future that I'm now building. And um, I think I think people often underestimate that and they sometimes regret decisions and things that have happened in the past or maybe not making a decision fast enough when ultimately it comes down to self-development. It comes down to investing in yourself and and backing yourself and then and then knowing that as you do that and as you build your um 
foundation and your structure as you as you get better and you build your skill set that you'll make better decisions moving forward moves us on amazingly to authenticity which is your second area so um obviously authenticity is important it's one of the reasons i do the podcast and i invite fantastic guests on like yourself um because it builds that authenticity people are, i put myself out there so people can listen and learn and start to build a relationship with me even if it's vicariously so what's authenticity to you Carl and why is it important Man, being, this is going to sound really dickish and I'm sorry because it is just being unapologetic actually about what you want and to some degree how you're going to go about it like you do have to put your needs first because a lot of people don't like nobody else is going to put your needs first they'll say they will like <laughs> do you know what I mean like one of my biggest downfalls is that sometimes I put people first too much like and sadly it's not like this is a, a confession but this is part of authenticity it sadly is not with the people like family and close friends like as sad as it sounds i wouldn't say that i overly invest and over deliver in that arena because actually that's the foundation upon me helping others to achieve you know their freedom like you say but i'm stood on their shoulders and i do i do i do make it known do you know what i mean i do i do make it known i'm appreciative of it but my that foundation actually is what i stand upon in order to deliver the value in the business world and people say to me well that you know oh that's that's shit that's sad well it's not a i know about it so i'm not doing it blindly b i'm in complete control of it and i can give it up at any moment like you say about freedom like authenticity is i can come in at 10 a.m and i couldn't care less like go back a few years like when i was starting this thing you know let's say 20 even 2016 2015 2016 I would be in the office at 7 a.m. I would still be on my computer at 11 p.m. I would have a shit night's sleep and I would start all over again. Now, the freedom is actually, I recognize if I don't sleep, I don't get a good day's function. My mind is my biggest distraction. My body is my second biggest distraction outside of my mind. So I'm constantly working my mind, which is the self-development thing. I'm authentic about it. All the time, I'm going to be learning. All the time, I want to get as much as I can from people and I'm stealing it from you to use it for myself or help somebody else. Obviously, that's the the mind gym is the only one that I see of, <laughs> of recent. Like, and, and again, being authentic, this isn't lockdown weight, okay? Like, people say that's sad. You you know, you're putting all that effort into helping people who are trying to develop a business of freedom and, and all that. Well, is it? How many people are employed because of me? How many people have a comfortable family life because of me? How many business owners make a lot more money because of me? And money, you know, money's not everything. You know, like but it does kind of make the business world go round. So, you know, is my calling to make hundreds of lives better rather than the people at home? No, of course not. But if I can do the best I can to do both, am I absolutely going to do it? Yeah, of course. Of course I'm. Like, people say, well, freedom isn't sitting in your office at 10 o'clock at night doing a podcast. Oh, it absolutely is. This is the pinnacle of freedom. This is the definition of freedom. Because actually, without all the things I do, I couldn't be able to do this authenticity also is actually quite a few times in my life people have said to me oh you know you should be a bit calmer you should be a bit more relaxed you know you shouldn't be so gung-ho about things you know don't you think you're a bit harsh on so and so nope (laughs) sorry because actually the people that will gel with me and get on with me will see success with me and if that's not you that's fine but there's someone else out there for you you know a bit like relationships 
you know, everybody has found the one, haven't they? You know, there's 60 billion people on the planet, but they're definitely the one. Like, I don't know about you, the last time you tried a scratch card, but it's one in four odds and you don't win. So what are the chances that that person really is the one? Yep. Or don't go breaking up the people. This isn't my fault. But authenticity is just recognizing you've got the best of your odds, right? <laughs> so the best for me will be I work with people that are like me or are polar opposites and actually to complement each other. And authenticity is just basically accepting it not I'm not not changing yourself you know sometimes you do have to adjust communication and delivery style and all that kind of thing but the nearest you can be to the true you is the best for everybody family friends business and the less time you spend pretending to be something else you know the old be it till you see it kind of thing the more relaxed you're going to be the more value you'll give the better your home life will be so therefore you'll be better at work and then you'll be better at home then you'll be better at work again and, you know and, that, and that's just how it goes and like to compound it all in a sentence that, you know, the person makes the soup, the soup doesn't make the person. Like I'm quite happy that I can deliver value in my pants doing a zoom from the neck up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have to be wearing like a tie with a, with a nice handkerchief and all that sort of jazz. You know, we've got enough masks in life. Do we really need to wear them all the time? Thankfully, business is becoming more relaxed. Like my first business, I used to go to Holland an awful lot and everybody there was in like, trainers and a, and a blazer and jeans and i was like didn't i went there in a suit the first time i was so out of place like i didn't i didn't know and you know thankfully things are getting more relaxed so people can be more authentic actually yeah. a better place because you find the bullshitters out a lot quicker as well i, I totally agree with that i think um i think it, it's funny because even now i still beat myself up over my choice of clothing and uh every day i still i still go and pick <laughs> I still go and pick the cash clothing and I think ugh, at some point I've got to take myself more seriously. And I'm like, hang on, I already do take myself seriously. Do you know what? Like people have just got to get with the times, you know? Um, well, there's people that there's people that don't even know that what you do on the day to day is possible. How sad is that? And I don't, I don't mean that in a critical way to you. I mean, that there are, you, you are doing things in one day that people cannot achieve in a week. There are people on this planet that will not achieve what you do in one day in a year. They'll be working for someone else, contributing to someone else's dream. And I'm, I'm not bashing the workers. I'm not bashing the career people. I'm definitely not. If that's what suits them and they're happy, like go for it. But people like you and I that need that place to add value and to bring value into our world, because it's about that as well. Like, there are people that will not even realize that what you do in a single day is possible. Never mind what you achieve in a week or month. Like, but we'll naturally beat ourselves up because that's what we do. You know, we're not content. If we didn't beat ourselves up to a degree, again, this comes down to authenticity. If we didn't have that fire under our backside, we're going to get complacent. I mean, obviously, we've taken it to extremes, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely true. I've never, I've never even thought about that. That's a bit of a paradigm shifter. I've never really thought about that. But in in reality, when when I look at the things I do in a day and the, the the risks that have been taken or the conversations that have taken place, you're absolutely right. There are people out there. They'll pass judgment as I walk past them in the street, for example. But in reality, they never, they don't really know. They don't know what I'm doing and what, what I'm dealing with. So no, I, um, I went, I went to buy when, when I was doing the big business, I went to buy, I went to a Range Rover garage, right. And there was something about being in that scenario. Cause I thought, you know, it's something that, don't get me wrong, I quite like the cars anyway. Like, it's changed since then because of, you know, reality TV programs, I roll. Like, and I was there in a moment wearing jeans 
and a t-shirt and you know like just casually me like not really getting the attention of the salesperson i got a phone call from the skoda garage right who showed me <laughs> customer loyalty and everything over the phone and he gave me a deal that made sense give me 250 pound and six pound a month more and you can have a brand new car and i was like well screw this guy and i left the range over because i was being trapped like shit and it, there's so many examples that i've got of it in life right but and, and not to share too much because you know when we have our catch-ups and we talk about revenue and stuff like that there are houses that do really well that will not see the amount of money in their house between two people than what you see in your business in six months or 12 months and and that's only going to continue like you know again that assumption that you know you you are who you are by what you wear or you know how you present yourself it's just not true the people that have added the most value to me in life have been in leisure wear <laughs> tony robbins was wearing shorts and a black t-shirt right but the people that i consider my counsel my mentors my coaches if you like man they're all wearing hoodies like maybe there's something in it <laughs> Yeah, and here, here, here we sit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and just just for the people listening, it's Thursday evening and it's quarter to ten. It's nearly ten o'clock, and Carl and I have been up since well, Carl probably about ten o'clock, as he alluded to earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what time were you up earlier? What time? Six. Six. Nice. And I know you were, you were probably near and work at that point because I got a WhatsApp not too long after that. <laughs> yeah, I was up. I was up. I was up at five. I was up at five. So I have like a fixed routine that I do each day. But yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So moving on to the third area, which is around service, and you were alluding to to that before just now as well. Um, explain why service as your third area is so important, Carl. I'm going to go back and just make a point on the last thing, but I'm going to bridge it so smoothly that if I didn't say this, you wouldn't have even noticed. But for authenticity's sake, I'm telling you up front, right? You say about your day and, you know, how you get up at time, you've got a routine that works for you. Like my day, unfortunately, doesn't work as well starting early. You know, we've had this life of people telling us, get up at nine, uh, get up at nine. <laughs> that's my early day. Get, get up and be at work at nine and work till five and then go home. And that's how you do things. It's most definitely not. Everybody is unique, right? If you function best in the afternoon, don't get your ass out of bed till 10. Don't switch on your phone until 11 and work 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. You know, if that's what works because your body's functioning, your mind's functioning at that time, you're an idiot if you try and do the 6 a.m. club or the 5 a.m. club. If the 5 a.m. club works for you because you love the morning and you want to get up and go get it and you're motivated and you don't have a massive tiredness crash at 10 a.m. or 1 p.m. or you have lunch and then die inside from the carb coma, then, you know, do that. But otherwise, find the routine that works for you. That is authentic. But you need to do that in order to provide the best service that you possibly can. <laughs> so if you're going to serve people truly, you've got to serve yourself first. Service for me came about as a teenager, really. Like, I was a cadet. Like, that's how cool I was at school, all right? You know, part <laughs> yourself. But I was doing something really cool, and it get, taught me to give back to the community. Again, at the time, I didn't realize that's what I was doing service for me i was i was like institutionalized by an organization to serve and you know you know serve the people as it were ah like the true the true service is is serving yourself and giving yourself the satisfaction of helping other people like people that say they help just to help is a lie because we all get something from it i think that's pretty fair if you do the good deed and give to charity you feel something from it if you go and help somebody and you see the look on their face, that's for you. Because if it wasn't, you wouldn't do it in the first place. That's the harsh reality of how simple our brain is. That's my belief in it. So 
service is like it's a, it's a dedication thing and it's a discipline thing so when i do what i do during the day with either the businesses or people that i do them with i'm dedicated in that moment to submersing myself as much as i can in their world in order to give them the best results that i possibly can and of course you know tiredness external factors relationships stresses money worries all of those things that impact us as human beings will affect that however if you do the best you possibly can to serve someone whether you're serving your clients whether you're serving your business partners or whether you're serving your home life if you do the best you possibly can and you can't do all three at the same time by the way just to let you know that's impossible you will always come out on top and as long as you dedicate some service to each of those channels at times when it's most I don't mean required, like the requirement is placed upon you all the time. That's not what I mean. But if you do it whole, like from a wholesome point, serve your clients, serve your business, serve your business partners, serve your investors, serve your network. Most importantly, serve your home life outside of that. The fact that you are serving all the things and keeping all your plates spinning the best you possibly can is only going to pay dividends for you. It's a reality. People that invest everything in business and stay at the office all day and don't serve their home life, like... You know, and I'm and I am definitely someone that has learned that the hard way. Like I didn't appreciate what someone was doing for me. But I don't appreciate some things and I pick up on it later. But I can only do that now because I've been through the position of not letting a plate drop. That's the only way that I learn. And I'm not saying that everybody's like that. Some people might be cleverer than I am, and that's great. But the reality is to be like a, a true servant of your calling, if you like, you've got to make mistakes as part of it you've got to learn from the mistakes but the only thing that helps you get through it is the dedication to the goal in the first place whether that's your self-centeredness of serving someone else and letting them see the results or whether it's your self-centeredness because you get something back from it it's having that dedication and you know like the tenacity and again the balls to to keep pushing but serving someone is a lot different to doing business with them so much different like i can send someone an invoice tomorrow but i'm not serving them but that's what it all comes down to, doesn't it? You know, in the service industry, people want to serve the invoice. <laughs> in, in the in the probably bad timing, in the hospitality sector, people want to serve the food or serve the drinks or serve the experience. But that's not really the service. It's the wider experience of it. And I think you know, thoughtfulness comes a lot into that. You know, if you've got if you've got a client and you message them at ten o'clock at night because you're thinking about their business you're going to have a deeper relationship with them than somebody that just says out of office. <laughs> like at work, if you've got a job or a career, the boss is going to love the person that serves outside, aren't they? It's only natural. So I guess in summary, service is going the extra mile, not being afraid to get your balance wrong, but having the intelligence to learn from cocking up the balance. Definitely. I think um, one of our, our values around service as part of our business obviously reflect the way that I like to do business and that they are around the service that we offer. And it's interesting what you just said there about the thoughtfulness, because our promise is that we will offer a, a customized solution. So none of our customers go through like a sausage factory type situation. It's all about making sure that we have the right solution. We don't try and force them down the solution we want them to go down it's finding the right solution for them which is essentially ultimate service it's also about the accountability so it's like yep we're going to take we'll take care of that that's our baby that's part of what you're going to get and um you know and that that, that 
it's so important in the way that we serve people that accountability customized um you know and, and and the passion in which we do it and and like you say that thoughtfulness of demonstrating that you do really really care and it might just be a small touch but it makes a massive difference um you know i i certainly feel that i solidified some of my stronger relationships in the business with 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 the business owners particularly at the beginning of lockdown when i got in touch how are you how are things going their staff taking their furlough money and off they go they're not worried about the situation with the with the business owner and then i'm going in and going you know do you know what we're a small business i know i got a mortgage holiday on my home at home so i then think how can i make sure that i can repay my my customer that he'll still want to use me in six months time. And if I can give back some of what I'm benefiting back to them, I know it's probably a drop in the ocean to them, but they realize that I've not got the type of money flowing through my business as they've got. But actually if I'm doing the very best I can for them to support them back by going, do you know what? My payment holiday and my mortgage is this and I'll support you with this as well. I'll just divert that to you. They realize that it really means something to you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, and, and that was a shock for me. I can't believe, uh, like I've got to be careful not to force my views on other people. Now, but I can't believe how many people effectively stole their furlough money throughout that like, the time. You know, like I heard people bitch like, my, you know, my boss hasn't been in touch with me in over 10 days. I'm like, well, you know, have you, <laughs> if you give them a ring, see how they're doing. Because at the minute, they're on their own because you're on furlough, fighting a battle to keep your bloody job. Like, where's the community sense? Where is the, we're all in this together? Like, if your boss is a dick, fair enough. <laughs> like, that's, that's different. Do what you can, take the money. Like, authenticity. Like, I don't, if I'm, you know, if I have to find a job and I've, you know, I've made an easier life for myself during furlough, great. I know a lot of people that were exploring opportunities because they suddenly had the time to develop an opportunity whilst they were on furlough. Time and an opportunity. It's not their fault they're on furlough. You can't criticize anyone for making the most of something like that's my view but like what you said you know a lot of people that just were like take it do nothing like didn't develop themselves didn't didn't invest in their business didn't invest in their job you know all right you can't go and work i get that but it doesn't mean that you can't have supportive conversations with people in your workplace or whatever you know anyway all that by the side you you're absolutely right and you know that exact same person is the one that doesn't realize that what you do in a day is even possible in a week. And this, and like, that's just another sign in life that actually all these things are somehow connected. All the dots are somehow connected. And, you know, like yin and yang, like you're doing what you do in a day. And then there's someone else that's not doing any of it and doesn't realize it exists. Yeah, of course. And, and, you know, I, th I think what you've said has just resonated with some of the conversations I've had with, with other business owners who, furloughed their team and then top them up top them up you know they're the professionals out there that you know they were only getting paid up to two eighty percent of two and a half thousand so two thousand pounds a month yeah. now you know I, i've got friends who are business owners who have members of staff on five thousand pounds a month so they've dipped into their own funds yeah. to top these guys up to make sure that there's not been an impact and, and those guys and girls have got their mortgage holidays. They've gone and bought their hot tub and they're chilling out and landscaping their garden and doing all that stuff. And where's the support? Where's, where's the support for the business owner? But do you know, you know what? Like next year, if hard times fall on that business, that, that business owner is going to know. Yeah. He's going to know who the suppliers are, who the members of staff are, 
who the yeah. people are that could be counted on when when yeah. shit gets tough, right? Yeah. So um, I have seen the other side of that. Sorry to interrupt. I have I've seen the other side of that where actually a company is doing so rough that people are taking a pay cut, like, and they're actually still working. They're not going on furlough. They're taking a pay cut, driving through as a team, because they realise that actually the only thing that they've got to make it work is each other. Love that. That's awesome. No, incredible stuff, mate. Anyway, brings us on to the fourth area really nicely around relationships. I love it how these are all molding into each other here. So, um, yeah, relationships, obviously your fourth area, very important. Um, We're starting to touch on that in this conversation anyway, but are you able to just explore that a bit more for me? They come and go, mate, like, and everyone serves a purpose. This is going to sound proper shallow and shit. Like, if someone comes and goes from your life, it's for a reason. Like, you know, I'm not going to get out the, the, the harmonica or, like, you know, like guitar, combine or whatever. But, but they do. And actually, the circles of people that you maintain and the relationships that you maintain happen for different reasons. I can't explain why or how all of them. All I can tell you is each scenario that I've ended up in has either served me from a learning point of view or has actually introduced me to an opportunity. And I'm very deliberate, and some would say an asshole with my time. And that's not a reflection that I couldn't do a podcast for so many months. Like, I've genuinely been up to my neck in it. Um, but, you know, like some relationships, I've been quite cold and brutal and had to cut off. Like, I've not accepted working with someone because they paid us, because they were shit to work with. Like, the drain. I've What I have done, and I still do this, and I'm, and I'm doing it at the moment, is I do let people take advantage of me. And this is kind of tied into the fine line of over-delivery and service. Because I feel that I've got to serve them to the nth degree to say that I did all that I possibly could, and that's my downfall. And that's on my radar, and I know it. And it costs me stuff. Like, put it this way, if I hadn't served one a-hole to the extent that I did, we could have done the podcast much sooner. <laughs> And I'm not shifting the blame because it's my fault. I put myself in that scenario to maintain that relationship, to serve that person, to get whatever the outcome was. And in most of those cases, it ain't from, it's not anything that's tied to me. And maybe this is an epiphany moment for me right here. Maybe we can watch this next year and I'll be a much better person for it. But actually, if it's not tied to anything that I'm going to get out because I'm purely helping the person in return for money, and actually, there's no emotional or relationship investment on their side other than the, you know, make make the opportunities for us, sell our shit, advertise our brand, you know, create this new brand and platform for us, whatever it is that I'm doing, you know, fix our business, get us out of the shit, you know, whatever that, whatever it is, if it wasn't tied back to me, actually, and I'm just realizing it now, that's cost me more than I'll ever know. So that's the that's the pitfalls of relationship when they're tied into service and over delivery. But the great things are this. I've been in rooms with people that I could not imagine ever being in a room with. 15 years ago, I wouldn't have understood the relevance of that. Would have been a complete waste of time. Would have got nothing from it. Would have just been a waste. To where I am now, to knowing how to make the best out of every single interaction, engagement, opportunity, knowing how to work the world for the way that I want it to work for me whilst adding value to other people. And the instrument to that is outstanding relationships. The first business that I built with someone was built on great relationship. We over-delivered in the relationship, but it was personal. It was personal. It was fun. We both had like aligned values and that built a great business. Second time round, 
same story, great relationships, aligned values. As soon as that changed, it went to shit in the business, that is. And then it repeats itself and you've just got to look out for the signs. But if you look after people, whether you get anything from it or not at the time, like karma will find a way of delivering it back to you. If I go back to January of this year, working with someone who was a complete nightmare, they had no idea the value that they had in front of them and did nothing to realize it whatsoever and blamed everyone else but themselves. Complete nightmare. But that scenario put me into something else that went into something else that went into something else that has actually spiraled out of control with a series of karma events where I'm being rewarded. So like relationships, if you look after them and you genuinely look after the people and you work with people that you generally care about and that you, you know, you spend time with people that you genuinely care about and you genuinely want to see them succeed or you want to help them or get them out of a sticky spot and it's all genuine, it's all wholesome and it can be with people that do that for you too. Like it's a much better place to be. And it's a, it's, a, it's a country mile from the, like, facade of the friendly coffin. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and we spoke about this on, on the networking event we were in before. Like, you can have a, you, can have a, you know, like a coffee with someone and, it, and it'd be nice. And, and I'm sure it's all lovely. But if there's no investment in it emotionally or relationship-wise from either side, like, you know, it's a negative investment. Like, I'm brutal. I'm brutal with my time and I'm brutal with the relationships. Like if you remember, James was trying to get me into local networking. Like I've been around speaking at events all over the UK and been going into Europe to events and things like that. And he was saying to me, oh, you should like do business networking in Peterborough. I was like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, what, is, what is that going to do for me? And, I was, and, and it was really selfish. But outside of that selfish bubble, I was serving other people and giving them great results. And I was doing great for myself as well. Like, and then actually opened my eyes to you know if i serve a lot more people locally you create a bit more of a legacy around where you live and actually it starts to resonate and actually your picture becomes more vivid and you you do more and you feel more and you see more 100 percent. relationships are everything literally 100 yeah. we've uh, we've never shared one of those empty coffees have we we've we've shared the odd mcdonald's and the odd <laughs> leftover pizza and uh this is book fast food leftover pizza business like that's the reality <laughs> it's generally our, our business has revolved our business dealings has revolved around fast food late nights or ridiculously early mornings generally so um <laughs> lack of sleep and pizza that's a headline for a book i reckon i reckon there is a headline for a book there i reckon that might be the headline for the podcast <laughs> um so the fifth area is around over delivery um and, and we've touched on this as we sort of run through the podcast um and as we've had this conversation but over delivery is obviously a really important part of the service that you deliver and the relationships that you build um but essentially is, is that the product is that the product you're offering yeah 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 it, product no the tool and that sounds again like quite transactional. However, let's but let, let's make this a little bit fluffy, but it's really short that the listeners will be glad to hear, right? Over delivery. What do you do on a first date? If you want to see any success, what do you do on a first date? Make the other person like you. Yeah, and how do you do that? By being nice and listening to them. Yeah, and and, and asking that, questions. Is that your normal state, or are you over delivering? Over delivering. <laughs> yeah. Over delivering because I'm getting what I want later. Oh, it's like that, is it? Okay. 
as a window <laughs> to beat. <laughs> all right, all right. Should have gone with the safer option first. In a job interview, right? <laughs> if you want the job, what do you do? Working your ass off to try and get what you want. For the hour that you're in that room, you are over delivering a version of you that is completely, completely out of reach to be full full time. It would be fucking exhausting. Like. You cannot be that person for any more than the 60 minutes. Some people never make it to the 15 minute mark, but you over deliver, but you get the result. The first time you get a job or a client, what do you do on day one? Over deliver. Over deliver. If you get a new Aldi open in your area, what do you do? Over shop. This is a sign of over delivery still. We, we can't help but be like these individuals that are so driven by excess, like, you know, excessive fast food excessive alcohol excessive cigarettes drugs sex gambling like we are beings of excess so don't it kind of make sense that you over deliver in your business in order to be successful at that that's it it's really simple you want to be good in a relationship over deliver you want to be an alcoholic over drink you want to <laughs> you want to be overweight like me overeat like the world is full of over stuff so in business, you over-deliver. Like McDonald's, arguably, were like the people that, you know, kind of, you know, Americans are famous for service. McDonald's came to the UK shores and with everything, hi, you know, hope you have a great day. Would you like to supersize? Really friendly, really smiley. They've served. They've over-delivered compared to everything else. If you're in an area of competition, over-deliver. Like I work on surprise and astonish. That's what I do. I tell people that they'll get one thing and over deliver and drop something in their lap. It just makes sense. Mm. Love it. Love it, mate. No, and it's, uh, it's totally true. And it's something that I look to try and implement within the business um, because we're all in competitive markets. Mm. And when you're the underdog and when you're the upstart that's trying to disrupt the marketplace around you, one of one of the tools in the arsenal is over delivery and it's something that over the last year or so that we've shaped together with flagship or you've you've helped support us with that um you know the the the, the added touches the added value that doesn't cost us a great deal but makes a massive difference because we're really thinking about what the impact or how that impacts um our client and the message they then send to other prospective clients and that's um that's how you build the business like you said it's how you build the business isn't it yeah it sounds bad it's it's a tool mm. we are beings of excess we live for excess you and i are excessive with our timesheet today <laughs> like this is another <laughs> we are beings of excess if we want to get success in our business we over deliver for some people, that's Haribo in the package they send out. For other people like me, it's, I've said I'm going to save you five, I save you 10 grand. I say I'm going to recover X amount from the contracts that you got, I'm going to recover double that. These are all things that we all have in our armory, but it's surprising the number of people that don't do it. Fantastic, mate. If their values aren't aligned, they won't do it. Mm. Like You can't over-deliver if you're not happy about um, the path that you've taken. You know, if you're a personal trainer, but your love is art, you're not going to over deliver being a personal trainer. You just mm. got to be honest with yourself. We're mm. being in excess. So we have to find the thing that we're good at over delivering at. And it isn't fast food or drinking <laughs> outside of the business, but just channeling that excessively. 
Absolutely. Okay, and then onto the half dozen thing, and we we you know we we're getting towards the hour mark, and it just flies by. It's fascinating when we get the conversation going and just seeing it fly by. And and the final area is around understated promotion, which I find a very interesting use of language because they're kind of incongruent together, understated and promotion. So are you able to just explain that a little bit more, mate? Well, I've had opportunities that people would never see in their wildest dreams. And because I am authentic, I've turned them down, right? And that has meant that, by and large, those that judge me and the people that have, you know, coached me and mentored me have actually said that I've sold myself short. I've been a bit understated. But turn that into what I would call the normal person's business world. Like, you know, I'm talking up to, say, 10 million People in that world that are brash, loud, arrogant, really full of self-promotion, now is not the time to be that person. And I will give you a couple of examples that will immediately tell the world why I'm right. LinkedIn, when you read that post of self-promotion, are you honestly, in your wildest dreams, wishing them the best thing ever if you're not emotionally invested in them? Or do you just think they're a bit of a diff? honestly if they're your friend or a contact that you actually wish well you're like that's cool well done you but we've all looked at even our mates posts and gone like isn't it yeah we're like I've and it's it's almost been my downfall a few times like when I was in the career world I almost skipped promotion because I did people didn't know enough about me but I had the authenticity and the you know like the relationship to be able to go up and say why have you looked me over for this well because there's no evidence of you doing x y and z oh you mean other than these 500 things that i just didn't shout about like this dude oh right and then actually you're more valuable than that person who's constantly going around justifying their existence because you find that the people that justify their existence are actually the ones that aren't delivering like i don't know about you but like when i first went into an office environment the loudest people were the ones that i thought were the workers until I smartened up and then I was like, actually, you're the waste of space. <laughs> and the people that were head down doing this were the valuable ones. You know, the people that engaged and had relationships with people and did some of that were the ones that got on the most. So relationships, over delivery to an extent when it mattered. And it, and it was, you know, genuine because they genuinely engaged with people or they genuinely got on with work. That That is like the epiphany of like, who am I? What am I doing? How much do I promote myself? And actually, if you go a bit too much, it damages you for too long. But if you don't go enough, you can always top it up. So I always err on the side of understatement to actually, when I'm sat down with people in a moment that matters, they learn something amazing about me and they're quite taken aback. Why, like almost, why didn't you bring it up? Why haven't you said it before? Like I've been in a scenario where I was in a pub with someone who, you know, has been on TV quite a lot. We had a few drinks, we had a giggle, it was genuine, you know, shared like a little cotton candy out the top of their drink with them when we'd had a bit too much to drink. And then the next day they realized that I was in the same industry that, you know, they were promoting. They said, well, why didn't you say anything? I said, well, like we were out. <laughs> like it was after school. It, why was I going to talk to you about business or opportunities at that point? We were having a drink. So I was, I was authentic. But in their view, I'd, I was understated because I hadn't, flown my flag 
some people would say that's you know that's an atrocity how did you get into a scenario with someone that could have impacted your business x and you didn't mention why because people get that all the time like and actually if they find out later they're arguably more impressed because they didn't expect it they like you anyway you've been genuine you've got the relationship and holy shit there's more substance to you than they realized that's the marriage isn't it isn't that the marriage at that point you've delivered you've delivered the first date consistently you've built the relationship there's a little bit of a give and take yeah but ultimately you know if you're a bit humble about it the rewards are greater further down the line and actually they're more and i say this a lot they're more wholesome they're more genuine they're more real so they tend to be more sustainable so if you're building business or you're building a relationship with someone it pays to be a bit understated mm. examples richard branson yes he does some crazy pr shit or he used to but by and large quite an understand like an understated quiet individual someone that still genuine can still have a conversation with you know, like the silent hero, not quite the silent hero, actually, that's a really bad example. Almost the unsung hero. Mm. I, think, uh, I think that's a fascinating perspective, actually, Carl. You've really, you've really um, opened my mind with that one because that's uh, fascinating. And I, I don't know if the listeners are thinking the same, but it's caused me to navel gaze a little bit to think, you know that how much that is, that's always a secret recipe, isn't it? That's yeah. always a secret recipe uh, as to how much you promote yourself and how much you put yourself out there. Because you've got to put yourself out there just enough yeah. to be able to win business and for people to know who you are. And it's such a noisy marketplace as well. It is. So to achieve what you're talking about is is a very measured and complex approach. Insanely measured, uncomfortably measured, until you actually know your shit, at which point it becomes second nature. You know, like driving for the first time, clutch, gear stick indicators oh my god all these things going on when you get to know it you're comfortable with it you practice at it a lot you do it a lot quite well did i slow down for the speed camera should i have taken that left i'm in my own world but all of a sudden i'm operating this thing at the same time like your business your brand is the vehicle for your business delivery but your business is a vehicle in itself for giving you the life that you want and the understated delivery is the the yin and yang to the excess we all do things to excess in life like we drink to excess but we never like being the one opposite the bell end that's drunk to excess <laughs> do you know what i mean like we we know that we're capable of the excess we know we're capable of the over delivery but when people linked in us with over delivery in our face we're like <laughs> it's also the biggest turnoff for us you know like you know we've all watched first dates on tv where someone comes in with a quiff like mine and they're trying to execute it way too hard and everyone's like <laughs> they're lost aren't they they're gone Game over. If the understatedness has to come on foundations of being genuine, looking, prioritizing the relationships, but you can only do that if you've developed yourself to such a point that you're emotionally and physically and mentally intelligent enough to know that you're doing it and to rein yourself back. Awesome. Awesome insights. Thank you very much for sharing them with our listeners today, uh, Carl. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And uh, there's some fascinating stuff there for people to unpick and listen to again. Um, certainly one for reflection as well with the understated promotion. It's blown my brain. So, um, Carl, how do people find you? How do they get in touch? Where do you hang out online? Um, have you got any offers or anything like that that you want to offer people? Yeah, my so here's the offer, right? If you are in the shit and you are really struggling with something or someone, 
a scenario that you're struggling to get out of or something that you've suffered for a long time, get in touch. That's my offer. If you want to shoot the breeze with me, like I said, I'm kind of brutal about relationships and time and stuff like that. I'll answer you when I can. I'm not saying don't contact me. I'm not an asshole. By all means, send me the problem or the thing that you need help on and I'll, I'll do it when I can. But if you are genuinely in the shit, I'll help you. That's my offer. How you get in touch with me? Um, I didn't mention it earlier. I am like the unsung hero of Facebook advertising and Facebook marketing because I had to learn it for myself. Like grassroots, that's where I spend a lot of my time. So if you message my Facebook page, which has a lovely turquoise background, uh, unlike my office, it's actually this one. So I didn't plan that very well, did I, Pete? <laughs> and message me on my page. Um, one of the guys will answer you back, you know, and then let me know there's there or I'll see you. Um, you know, out of the, the dozens of pages that we actually manage, there's a chance that there'll be a lot of noise. However, message me that is the best chance because somebody will pick it up. Um, like you may have guessed I'm not a fan of LinkedIn. <laughs> By all means, send me a connection request on there. I'll probably get to it. Just might not be this year. <laughs> Facebook. But if I'll help you. That's my that's my offer. I will help you. If you're in the shit, I'll help you a lot quicker. Awesome. Thank you very much, Carl. And uh, to the listeners, Carl and I uh, run the Peterborough Network, which is surprisingly enough based in Peterborough. Um, we also have a business boot camp. We run uh, masterminds and there's lots of opportunities to get in touch with us and, and have that support and what have you. Um, obviously, give us a shout, follow the page get involved um the peterborough network whilst it's online is free i know carl and i are mad giving away that level of value for free um but if you want the really juicy stuff come and join us one of the boot camps we're going to be running a load next year into 2021 um and uh, you're going to get to enjoy the insights from both of us and we've got some varied experience to be able to bring to the table between the pair of us so uh yeah carl thanks for joining me today it's been absolutely amazing to have you on the podcast uh, finally, uh, really, really pleased that listeners get to benefit from your wisdom. Uh, so hopefully everyone's really enjoyed it. Please do leave us a review, drop a comment, subscribe and share it with your friends. Uh, it's been lovely to have you join us. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmutt. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners. And we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.